Hello, it's the A to Z podcast. Zach Jackson, Andre Knott, at Akron Jackson, at Dre Knott on most of your favorite social media platforms. A to Z podcast.com, Facebook.com slash A to Z podcast. Uh, our longtime sponsors are seen the Honeymoon Grill and American Fireworks, which is in Hudson. It's always open at AmericanFireworks.com. And right after we finish recording this, Andre is making his way there to buy a no, lot no. of fireworks. I've already been there. I've already oh. been there. I'll put a picture up when we post this. I've already been there. I didn't think you did anything before 10 in the morning. <laughs> uh, if I don't have to, but I had plans, man. I had to set up my week straight. And American Fireworks, you need to go right now. It's the 4th of July. They are busy as can be. Everybody's putting their stimulus checks into buying fireworks. But no, <laughs> that our good friends at American Fireworks are loaded. The warehouse is packed. I was in the warehouse this morning. I have a truck full of uh, fireworks left and right. Wadsworth police, don't arrest me, don't shoot me, hands up. It's going to be a great party on the 4th of July. I was told I only have to get a picture of you letting one thing off, uh, and it will, I can get free shipment next time I want to do this. And I might go back before the 4th if you fools don't go buy them out. But I'm telling you, they're they're packed. They were like, I went there first thing this morning, and the, the, the lines were ridiculous already. Yeah, I believe it. Um, where, where I live, you hear them, you see them. <laughs> I mean, it's, it doesn't get dark till 9.30, but sometimes people shoot them off at 6.30. Um, well, that's really the hard part for me. I got them now, and 4th of July until Saturday. Yeah. How the hell am I going to be able to not shoot, shoot any of these things off yeah. before the well, 4th one, of July? One thing, we've, one thing we've reinforced is you can't fix stupid. Um, so no. that's how it goes. But, yeah, no, listen, they're good people. Um, it's great stuff, and – our, our celebrations are different this year, so um, they will help you out. And in addition to the buy one, get one free, if you tell them Ada Z sent you, uh, they'll do the best they can. Um, if you're going to support them, they've supported us for a long time. You guys have supported us for a long time. Thank you for doing that. We we say that every time, but we mean it every time. Um, running into some some casual friends or acquaintances or whatever, just talking with people you know, over the last few days, it's like, how's the podcast going? And I'm like... We don't really have anything to talk about, but we're still trying to do it, you know? So, Right. Um, we're still here. Now, let me get this. Let me make sure we're right. So we're, we're Monday morning, the 29th, I believe. Um, anyway, it's the end of June. But next week at this time, you'll be working because spring training part two is underway. Is that that correct? I guess. I, guess. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, everything is so up in the air. I won't believe baseball is back until like July 23rd or 24th. Um, we, I have a, that's why it was good to do this now. I got a press conference with the Indians coming up here in like an hour and a half. Uh, Tito's talking and we're still talking about the, the lay of the land. And I can tell you the lay of the land that I know so far. Um, if we do games, I'm supposed to do games. Uh, there has been some talk of sending me on the road. Uh, I, I, I don't want to say I push back against it, but if I'm going to be the only one out there and I can do my job from the home studios, I don't know if I wouldn't mind that just as much. Um, it's weird time. It's, I, I mean, we're going to do games if we get to that point. Um, but also, the virus is kicking ass left and right in a lot of cities right now where baseball games are going to be trying to be played. Obviously, the Midwest seems to be okay today, but shit, we all know that changes in you know every five minutes. Um, I don't know how they're going to have spring training in Houston right now. I don't know how they're going to have spring training. Uh, in Arizona right now. And, and, I mean, think about where all the players are coming from. Mm-hmm. All the players, for the most part, are coming from Florida, uh, the Texas area, or Arizona, or California, uh, for the hot spots in America right now with COVID-19. Um, I what, what was, I think it was six – well, how many players in the NBA last week? Was it 16 or 305, I think, came up positive? Yeah, we're, yeah like, like 3% or like 2%, something like that. Yeah, I think it was 5%, actually. I think it was a little higher. But whatever, even if it's 5% with, with baseball and you figure 60 guys, 30 teams, you start doing the math, you can see 150 to 200 guys pop up positive in the next four or five days. I'm curious how Major League Baseball will react to that. Um, maybe they – I think they have to be prepared for some positives. A lot of teams already sure. have said that they've had them. Um, but I think it's going to be different now because you got guys coming from all around the country, all coming into towns, uh, instantly getting tested to find out if they have had it or if they, you know, if they have the antibodies. Um, 
we'll see. I mean, this is what 2020 is. And, and we'll, right. we'll, you know, Kenny Lofton made a good point to me last week. He's like, if, you, if somebody has it, you better hope they have it early. Because he goes, let's say they get it around opening day. He goes, that's half the season, at least, that they miss. And uh-huh. just like that. Right. Well, that's the lingering question, too, with, with football. So, um, and I promise we're not going to do the whole podcast on this, but. No. You know, say the say they get training camp started here in four weeks, which it's supposed to be, right, Trey? Um, exactly. Twenty right. Exactly the 29th is the first day that the full squad is due to be on the field in Berea and everywhere else. All 32 camps, right, now that the Hall of Fame game has been canceled. So say it's it's in that 2-3% and it's good and you move on. But now you get to the season and it hits two of the four in the quarterback room and they're out for two weeks. Now the starting quarterback right. of your Cleveland Browns is Kevin Davidson. Ooh. Who? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but I mean, that's again, where we're it, at, though. Yeah. No. The yeah. No. Like I said, the bottom line is we all have to learn to live with this to whatever extent or extents and wherever we are. However, if you cannot deny the awkwardness and the complications of getting back to sports and getting back to other areas of real life. Um, as this goes on, especially when you're talking about people coming from all over the country back to one area or people going to a new area, and that's what sports is. So we'll see. Um, as far as your job, you know, I had read, and this was before baseball even ratified the agreement, um, that announcers were going to be only at home and that for away games they'd be in the home stadium you know, watching the truck feed and doing it off of there. So is that a hard and fast thing? Or as you mentioned, is is there still some uncertainty with, with that? Nothing is hard and fast. Nothing okay. is hard and fast. They really haven't – I mean, we've gotten bits and pieces of what may happen. We may be in studio on road games and not in the stadium. Um, I've been told that radio can travel, but it, it can travel and do the game from the parks, but there's only going to be a certain amount – of passes given per day. So let's say they're only giving out, I'll just hit a number, 25 passes overall. And that's all the camera guys that you'll get. That's all the, you know, media. And then it's going to be spread out to the point. And, like, even if radio comes or if I come, we're going to have to go, we're going to have to fly or drive on our own, get our own hotels, because they're going to try to keep the players separated from everyone else because we have these tiers. I'm being honest when I say this. There is nothing hard. There's nothing for sure right now. Everything is kind of like everybody's going by to see their pants. Uh, it's crazy. Like and like radio wise, they may do the same. They may go to the ballpark and do the games from mm-hmm. the ballpark on the road. Um, TV wise, I think they're trying to figure out: is it better to put us in a studio to do the game on the road? Um, these are unshared. These are uncharted waters, man. Nobody really knows. I think there's some people that are concerned about, you know, how many people can you put in studios all together. Uh, you know how many people are usually in a truck for a game? Oh, and, right. And in the like, back, you know, yeah, no, like no people don't know that, Dre. People don't know how many it is unless you've actually been in one. That's for sure. Right. Well, usually, and just think of a back of a pickup, not a back of a pickup truck, but a back of a, of a you know, a truck that you go by on the road. Um, basically, they, I, and I would say anywhere from 15 to 25 people stationed around that. They can't do that anymore. You're going to have to space guys out, obviously. Um, and doing production, they're going to cut down the production um, part of things because they have to. We thought we were going to get more cameras into the stadium. It sounds like we're going to have less cameras than we usually have. We're not going to have the camera down by the bay, um, close to the right next to the to the to the dugouts like we usually do because that would be too close to players. Uh, because you know, to start off, there'll be no fans in the stadium. I thought the one thing we thought early on, some of our production thought early on, was that we were able, we were going to be able to get camera angles that we've never had before, you know, be able to do some cool shit because there wouldn't be people there. I don't know if that's going to be capable still. Um, it's going to be interesting. I mean, obviously everybody wants baseball. Uh, everybody wants sports, but I can just tell you from a, a standpoint of being a part of these meetings and hearing little tidbits, it's uh, still a lot up in the air as to how exactly you're going to get. I mean, you're going to get your center field shot. You're going to get most of your shots. Um, your way games, you're not going to get – shots that are all pertaining to your team because there's only going to be one truck. Right. Usually, like, say say when the Royals and Indians play, whether it's in Kansas City or in Cleveland, um, there may be, and I'm just I'm just giving numbers, there may be 12 to 15 cameras for a Royals-Indians game, right? Yeah. 
five of the, you know, let's say five of those cameras are the Indians' cameras. Five of those cameras are the Royals' cameras. Those extra two, they kind of will share that fee, you know, like like a center center field cam. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you get your own RF cameras. RF cameras are the guys that kind of shoot my post game uh, interviews. They're the ones that kind of have the they're the guys walking with the cameras on their shoulder, um, kind of giving you shots, you know, throughout the ballpark. Uh, those guys. If in the way that we've been sold so far, um, you probably cut that that many cameras down to one, and there only will be one fee. So if the Indians are in in, in Kansas City, basically you're going to take both Kansas City and the Indians are going to have all the same shots. Does that make sense? Yeah. There's not going to be cameras just for the Indians. No, I'm, I'm glad you said that because I watched the golf for like five minutes yesterday, right? And I, I just happened to mm-hmm. sit down at this time, turn the volume on, and they did like a a wide shot of the course. I think I think the weather was rolling in. And Jim Nance right. said, um, you know, hey, guys, just so you know, uh, we want to shout out our crew who's done a great job out here. And a reminder – that we're working at about 50% capacity as far as our camera operators and as far as our people on site that get you these shots or get into place and chase the little white ball around the huge course. And I thought, even somebody who knows a little bit about this stuff and only a little bit, I thought, well, that's a great reminder. And it, you know, I didn't sit there and watch the golf tournament for four days, so I don't know, but these are the realities that it's, it's not going to be the same. Right. Yes, it's going to be different. I mean, we won't have – it's just going to be different. And I think all of most of it, I mean, and watching NASCAR and watching golf so far, I don't think the average fan has been able to notice that there's way less cameras, there's way less production. Um, I think most of us, I think that's the one thing that I will say. I think most of us, we've, you know, like the guys do such a good good job, the camera guys and all these producers that we don't recognize the difference. Uh, I mean, obviously, if you, there are going to be some baseball games where you're like, shit, I want to see that other angle. Where I, like, I worry more about the um, the replay guys because the replay guys, they rely upon our camera angles and our different cameras. And not that that's the biggest thing to worry about in, in a year like this. Uh, but I think I think people have an appreciation for the production they usually get when they see what they're going to get now. But like I said, watching NASCAR and golf, I haven't noticed that much of a difference, but I know guys that do it for a living have. Sure, sure. And, you know, that's like a lot a lot of things. But um, it will be interesting because especially, um, you know, one of the lingering things with basketball, with baseball, with all of them is the older coaches, right, maybe susceptible right. to some of this. Right. Um, the older announcers, right, um, yeah. team trainers uh, to travel with the team. I mean, I don't know how old Terry Francona is, but some of his health issues have been well documented, right? Um, You're right. I don't know how how old Tom Hamilton is, but he's 154 on the radio. So So there's there's some hurdles here. Yes, absolutely. Um, You know, and everybody wants to work. I know there's already some – where's the team? The basketball team or baseball team? There's a team I just heard about today that already came out and said that certain coaches aren't going to come. Yeah, I know the Indians are going to have certain ones that aren't going to be able to come. Well, one one um, thing I heard was with the NBA is there's going to be a strict number of who can be on the bench, and you know these coaching staffs are huge, um, especially when you get down to you know such and such assistant or such and such quality control. Right. Everybody has an it's analytics director now. It's not ridiculous in basketball. Yeah, <laughs> and it probably is an overkill number, but you're talking about somebody that's worked for an organization for years that has a role and makes a significant amount of money and is there every game and now is not going to be there for the games that count. Right? Right. Um, right. It's yeah. tough decisions to be made. And, and like, I, I would assume you have to bring your full medical staff too. Um, gotcha. So you can't cut there. Uh, but then there's, so, so uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot. Um, you know, the NBA came out, got to the stage of putting the schedules out, right? Um, right. Baseball has put – the teams have put the rosters out, at least for the most part. Just give everybody yeah. a rundown. Um, in, in the you know, next 60 are going to camp. 48 hours. Right? Yeah, in the next 24, 48 hours, we should have the baseball schedule. It's already been leaked that they're going to start the season with the Nationals uh, in the Yankees, which mm-hmm. uh, will be a big – you know, you get Garrett Cole against uh, Strasburg, get two guys throwing hard. That, I mean – that's the main thing. Baseball is doing something and trying to do it in a small amount of time that we've watched the NBA do for years. You know, try to get all these marquee. They're trying to figure out what games will sell 
to the public. You know, so obviously, like, Yankees, so you're going to see the Yankees a lot. You're probably going to see the Dodgers on opening night. That's one of the 23rd. Uh, you're going to see a lot of Red Sox. I'll be interested to see how many games nationally the Indians get. Uh, are the Indians still a TV darling because they have Frankie Lindor? Uh, because every starting pitcher they put out there could damn near be an all-star. I don't know if that sells like uh, the Yankees can sell, like the Nationals can sell now, like the Dodgers. The, we all know the Red Sox. The, the Mets will get love because they're in New York. Um, what other team? I'll ask you as a baseball fan, what baseball team do you want to see? on the national spotlight or they'll make a big deal about a game to me well, it's all i haven't i haven't given that um the one question i wanted to ask you is this so are we because there's no fans are we going to be seeing games start at 11 a.m and 1 p.m on on random days or are teams mostly still going to play at seven o'clock in their local time zone that's a good question they should yeah and, and you don't want to overdo it because i think Canada. we've seen that with the nfl but i mean you know, I think there's a balance between you know maybe half the games are there for your local TV and half of them you got to sh- you like you've got to make that national appeal. We say it all the time. You don't have to be a gambler or a fantasy player, but that's who they're looking for, right? They're still building their brand with their loyal fan. They're doing it in a different way. But things right now that have sizzle are because you can play daily fantasy on them or you can bet on them live. And I think it's 21 states or something where there's live betting legal. So if the Atlanta Braves are playing the Nationals at 11 a.m. on Tuesday, a lot more people are interested in that game, right, than would be if it's played at 7 p.m. on Tuesday and it's only on Masson. Right. I don't know what the plan is. I think this is a great question, and I think it'll be a great study as to doing this. I mean, you see soccer, UEFA, and all these – like, we get soccer games all times of the day, and I don't hear anybody complain about it, right? I'm not a big soccer fan, but soccer gets watched, and there's no big deal about a soccer game coming on at 1 o'clock on a Tuesday – or 11 a.m. on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. The only thing is, the only thing is with baseball, because of time zones and everything else, I, I don't see playing 60 games in 66 days. Players agreeing to playing at noon on Wednesday and then playing at, you know, what I, like playing at seven o'clock Tuesday, noon on Wednesday. Right. Like they're gonna want, they're gonna want their time spaced out, and they're gonna want it. I, that to me, Zach, there should be a lot more one o'clock baseball games. It would be stupid to make every team play at seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. That's my. I love that part of this. I don't know what they're going to do with this, but this, if there is a year to get over yourselves and thinking that prime time is the way to go, it's this year, right? Amen. I mean, w- nobody's working at one o'clock on Thursday, one o'clock Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You can get people to watch baseball right now. I don't know why they wouldn't split the schedules and do that. I think what you're saying is awesome. You know, kids are home. You know, people are home. Put the damn games on TV. I mean, here's the other thing. With no real live television or no real live shows, even if you play a game live at 1 o'clock, you can replay it at 7. On the locals, which is what your channel does anyway. When the Indians have a getaway day right. game, they do that anyway. Yes. Right. See, yes. I wouldn't even know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and you can know. even adopt – you know, I think at first you want to make sure it's out there and you and you probably need to adapt some odd times and, and you know, say, hey, MLB TV's got a game at 11 a.m. And, and ESPN2 has a doubleheader at 2. But you could even just follow the playoff model of 4.30, 7.30, 10.30. You know, those are approximations. Right. But, you know, th- those are the windows that the games are going to be played in because we want to maximize eyeballs uh, on this and yeah. we want people to know. I had a discussion in the barbershop with my barber when we were talking about baseball and all this. And I, I don't know why I'm, it's not like an argument point or anything, but he, he's a pretty big sports fan and he's very into everything Browns and everything Columbus Blue Jackets. Right. And so when, when I go in there, I, I don't know shit about hockey, but we talk <laughs> hockey for two minutes and Browns for however long the rest of my haircut takes. And we, we were having it. We were kind of setting an over under, on how many baseball players, non-Indians, that we would recognize if they walked into a shop during that time. And it doesn't matter, you know, what the answer is, but for two guys of similar ages who are pretty heavy sports fans, the the number we came up with wasn't enough. So I just think, and we haven't had this discussion, Jerry, because of everything that's been going on, but this is not just for baseball. This is for all the sports. Like this altered year, this weird year, is the chance to to break out of some of the things that you've done just because, right? Absolutely. And we've long harped on the NBA starting on on Christmas Day and shortening the yeah. season, 
right? It's not easy. There's giving up money. There's things to be made. But here's your chance to do it. And, and just in general, I only know it's July 4th this coming weekend because I'm supposed to go on vacation. And, and we'll see. It's, it's, it's up in the air because <laughs> there's so many moving parts and people coming from different parts of the country. And we, we just don't know. But the NBA draft was supposed to be last Thursday. Wow. <laughs> it's just strange, man. I know. I didn't even think about that. I mean, somebody said to me that the halfway of the baseball season would have been last week. Mm-hmm. Like, think about that. Mm-hmm. Like, we would have already been halfway. You know, I mean, my bank account knows that. But think about that. Like, like this is the time to make change. And I, and I love the conversation. And I'll go back. Let me go back to the conversation of knowing baseball players. Yeah. Um, I'll ask. How this because this is the perfect time. I'm not gonna put the, like I, people keep putting want to put tags towards stuff, and I have to tell people to stop doing that. Baseball is gonna is on its dying legs. That's like no, as long as TV is giving them hundreds of millions of dollars, nobody's on dying anything. But I'm gonna ask you as a fan, as a consumer, as someone that works that worked and covered the NFL forever, what would you do to make baseball players? that play in the major leagues more recognizable. Well, I'm using this time and I'm having meetings with my smart people and I'm making sure that their faces are all over these broadcasts. And, and I'm making yeah. sure I'm going to the people like you, um, if I'm the team, right, and I'm the league, right. and I'm saying, hey, obviously we don't have traditional access and we're not going to have traditional broadcasts. Please, like, let, let's make an emphasis. Let's make a model. Let's talk about best practices on bringing right. these guys to life. Oh, pre-game, post-game, you know, other shows, right? Like, when do people watch the Browns training camp show? Well, people are excited about it, but when do when do more than 800 people actually watch when it's led in by an Indians game, right? Exactly. So, like, exactly. people are going to be excited about Indians baseball for a minimum two weeks. And that, that that's not singling out the Indians. That goes for the Rangers and the Pirates and, well, maybe not the Pirates, but for all, <laughs> all the other teams, too. Right, so with nothing on TV and nothing's been on TV since March 13th, like let's maximize this stock we got to do that. I'm with you. Hey, you want to hear something funny? And I can tell it now. We were already working on Delino, the Shields, and I, and I talked to it about this with Trevor Bauer, but we never got to the point. But Delino and I had talked about it. I talked to Frankie about this, um, and I know it's it, like, and you're going to chuckle, but for those guys, and there's a couple other guys that were, that wanted to be involved with this. They're like, hey, why don't you guys? take film of us getting out of our cars, walking to the clubhouse like they do in the NBA and, and you know, and, and getting our, and getting our outfits or getting, you know, or getting like getting how we feel when we get to the ballpark. Cause they're like, you, and they're like, it's a small thing, but if you want to know personalities, the players, you want to know who these guys are. Maybe if you walk with them through the tunnel, when they get to the ballpark and see how early they get to the ballpark and see what they're wearing or see what they're driving. So there are players. And I don't know if how, I don't know what that does. And I don't know if that garners the attention of the, the 45-year-old man, but to them, they realize, well, maybe that catches the attention of the 18-year-old kid, um, you know, or the 20-year-old kid that's into cards or that's into fashion, and they see guys that are – and Trevor Bauer said this two years ago, and I can tell you that I was in the midst of meetings with different players this year, just back in March, of, okay, what can we do different as, as players – to make ourselves and make our team and, and the players aren't because I don't want I don't, I don't want a certain group of people to listen to this and think oh the players are saying hey look at me no they recognize what Zach and his barber recognize they mm-hmm. recognize that for whatever reason they aren't recognized like other pro athletes so to them they look at okay what does the NBA do we do it in the NFL now and the NFL I see what I see what uh, I mean we knew last year that Baker shaved three times <laughs> yes. on game day right <laughs> But we only knew that. We only know that because there was a camera when he got off the bus. Yeah. There was a camera that followed him after pregame. There's a, and there's a camera obviously on him all game long. So what you are saying, the first answer you gave, and we didn't set this up, um, yeah, there have been conversations between myself, the Indians, I know Fox Sports, uh, and, and individual players as to how do we sell you know, who we are and what we are better. Frankie's easy. He smiles. He hits 300. He hits home runs. He plays shortstop. He's easy. But how do you sell? Jose Ramirez should be an easy sell, right? Yeah. I mean, like, and, he, and he is. I think most people put it this way. You don't got to know the Indians to know that Jose Ramirez is somebody, right? He's one sure. of those. But Shane Bieber could probably walk into 
He, Shane Bieber probably can come to a Manchester. Well, I won't say that. I think most people at Manchester United game would know him. But Shane Bieber can go to most of go through most of America, and totally no one would have any idea who yeah. he is. Right. Right. <laughs> well, let, let, let me, here's what came to my mind. If Drew Brees and Michael Thomas walk into your barbershop anywhere in America, people are going to know that's Drew Brees and Michael Thomas, right? And they play under the helmet. Yeah. If Steven right. Strasburg and Max Scherzer walk into the barbershop, I'm not sure. Yeah, that's you're, the only thing I want to know, um, uh, uh, the quarterback or the, uh, the pitcher for the national, he got two different eye colors. But, yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> but most people would not know who they – and you know what, though? Let's be honest. We can go through this all the ways we want. Sure, absolutely. Um, I, I just don't think I don't think baseball players ever going to be that that recognizable compared to compared to the, the guys that play in the NBA and NFL. I don't know why. I just don't think. Well, I, think I, I don't know. Good. I think we used to know them from baseball cards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I think it's so, I so, think as everything else has changed, you know, and it's changed since then. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Um, no, I think it's a great conversation, though. Yeah. I, I really do. Because I'm telling you, the league, the MLB is having these conversations. And if you have the right ideas, they need to they need to bring us in. Because the players, I'm telling you, the players are saying the same thing. Okay. The teams that's are important. saying the same thing. Yeah, that's Fans important. are saying the same thing. <laughs> All right, so on Sunday, out of nowhere, because, you know, nobody knows what's going to – there's going to be an NFL season, guys. I'm, I'm – darn near fully convinced of that i just don't know what the timeline is going to be and, and obviously we don't know what the complications are going to be but this right. is the time um when it's usually the dead time you know off, formal off-season programs have just wrapped up and if there is any news it's usually in a main news cycle well late sunday afternoon two things hit with the new england patriots mm-hmm. So, Jerry, which one would you like to discuss first, their new quarterback or uh, the sanctions from their latest blatant uh, cheating attempt? That's great because that was such a, a Trumpian move. Yeah, like the Friday, really? the Friday, because it was like the Friday news drop. Yeah. Here's one bad thing. Here's one good thing at 5 o'clock. See you guys Monday. Said they do it Sunday night, which was great. Not, not that they knew. Um, let's go with the, the negative first. Let's go with uh, Kaden Caught with the cameras at Cleveland Browns okay. Studio. Yeah, so of course the Browns are involved in this, right, when it's really the Bengals <laughs> and the Patriots. Um, it's just the ultimate bizarre. And it's it's just so brazen, the ego of the Patriots, the, the blatant disregard for the rules. Um, to me, to the question for the NFL is when is enough enough? They don't fucking care about a third-round pick. They don't fucking care about a million-dollar fine. And although, and given this year, you know, putting some restrictions on their team – TV might matter. It's really not going to. Like, eventually you have to say, Belichick, Kraft, McDaniels, Casario, someone has to not be allowed to do in this because they have been cheating for so long and they have been rubbing everyone's noses in it for so long. And yes, it's about competitive advantage. And yes, we've talked for many, many times on this podcast about how even just the thought that they might be doing something gets in your head (laughs) and that's competition and that's sports. It's such bullshit, and this slap on the wrist does absolutely nothing. And frankly, it's embarrassing. If I was one of the 31 other teams, I would be completely livid because there is no just – yes, it's a minor thing. Yes, it was the Bengals, and yes, it looks stupid because the, the Patriots last year turned out weren't good enough to keep up with the big boys, and they were doing this to play the Bengals who won two fucking games all year long. Right? But Hold on, though. Yeah. It is a big deal. Because they constantly get caught. Teasing. Yes. So, like, <laughs> what? Why? Why is it allowed to go on? Like, why are the I other teams know. playing by the rules? It's so ridiculous. I don't know. Are they? Are they? Because come on, this is. I think this is a great conversation piece because, I mean, you really do. We really think Bill Belichick is the only one that's got some. That's got a little dog in him. I mean, these guys... He was the only like, one so brazen as to send someone to t- shoot footage in the press box where I've got mustard all over my shirt, right? And, like, <laughs> right. the Bengals, probably the least nationally relevant of the 32 franchises, having one of a right. historically bad year, and this goes on, right? And so, the, yes, so what you're you saying is it makes you Bill. think what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. But, Jerry, how many times mm-hmm. do they have to get caught doing it? They'll get caught doing something else this year. It's who they are. It's who he is. And that's why the other move that we're going to get to should scare the shit out of the rest of the NFL. But it's who Bill Belichick is. 
he is like I grew up around racing, and racing is like you push the elements until you know, like it ain't cheating. You, we all know the little slogans, but you really do. You try to find every element to beat your opponent. And I always thought the thing with the Cincinnati Bengals was bigger than the Cincinnati Bengals. And when you're talking about somebody like Bill Belichick, it is bigger than just one thing. I, and I don't know this perfect because I can't get inside Bill Belichick's head. Hell, who can? But he wanted to know Zach Taylor's hand signals, it looks like. Did he want to know hands, those hand signals because he wanted to know what the Rams' hand signals may be or have an idea of kind of like the, 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 you know, the rhythm of how they call plays and the rhythm of, of what they do? Bill isn't elementary on this shit, Come on, right? Bill is, like, thinking way deeper to it than we are. Um, it's ridiculous, and it's a little embarrassing, to be completely honest. Um, but at the same time, this is Bill, and you know, and you and I already know this. And you know what this does? What is it, $3 million? What's $3 million to Bob Kraft? A bad, almost, <laughs> a bad massage. I'll put right. it a different way. <laughs> $3 million, and they lose a draft pick in, what, the third round? But yeah, and we all know he'll trade four times and get three third rounders just to give a middle finger to Goodell in the NFL and say, I'll get all the third round picks I want. It's not even about that with them, though, right? He is now he's even more in your head. So even when you're not playing against the Patriots, you now are worried about their scouts or about their camera crew. We're coming into your park and taking shots of you. And you know, they're, and look, if you really want to do what they claim that, or what, what we think they were cheating to do, you probably, and I've heard so many guys say this this offseason, you can watch the TV feed and hear, and hear different things from quarterbacks and see different things from the, you know, you don't have to have the coaches tape to find mm-hmm. everything, right? You can watch the game tape. I just think this is Belichick being Belichick. It may have been on the up and up. It didn't look like it. Um, but this is New England. And, and the question I guess I will ask, and I'm sure people that are listening can, can give us the answer to this as well, but this is you and I right now. At the end, In 20 years, when my son AJ asked me, what made Bill Belichick so great? Why was he one of the best coaches ever? I don't know this answer, so I'll ask you, Zach. Will I break down to AJ the six championships, maybe seven, maybe eight, or will I bring up him cheating? I'm thinking I'm probably going to bring up winning more than I'm going to bring up him cheating. Right. He wanted every edge, and he worked tirelessly for them. But the rules were merely a suggestion, is is what you'll say. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. The rule, that's perfect. Yeah. That's who he is. It but in is. Our day and age, but in our day and age, we, you know, we kind of high-five him and go, but that's, that's Bill. He's a winner. I mean, look at the Boston Red Sox. Cora got in trouble for the same thing the Astros did, and he was like, yeah, I'll take my punishment. But it wasn't just me. You know, he was like, I'm not going to tell everybody else. It, you know, I'm not going to bring everybody else down with me. But please know that it's just not Alex Cora, uh, the manager of the Red Sox, that was doing this, that this has been going on. Uh, unfortunately, in sports, um, we've always been told you push it to the, you push it as far as you can push it. And Belichick has taken that wholeheartedly. <laughs> and a lot of, you know, like, like the, I think the baseball one, I mean, because of the pandemic and everything else, um, we all thought that the conversation of Major League Baseball in 2020 would be the Astros cheating, right? Yeah. I mean, COVID came out of nowhere, and, and that's not even going to be a story when the season starts uh, at this point in time, I don't think. But at the same time, I never really could get that mad about the Astros stealing signs. I mean, because I knew they were cheating. But we all kind of – and the Astros have that same – and I've said this on the podcast before. Going into the, the minute, the minute made whatever Enron, whatever the hell that stadium is with the with the railroad tracks in left field, it's just like going to Gillette Stadium in the NFL. You know something's not on the up and up, and it gives you one extra thing in the back of your mind you worry about, other than them being really talented on the field. Yeah, no, that's um, oh, that's I yeah, I, I don't have a lot to add. Um, as far as them adding it's Cam funny, Newton. Though. As far as them adding Cam Newton, you know, we talked, this always made sense and it shook down. And, um, you know, teams treat the quarterback position differently, the whole room, the whole structure, the whole deal. Yep. But I think of your bill and you look and, and you know, I'm going to guess they, they did a physical or they swapped information. This, you know, I, I know some of the tweets were like, uh, they, they, this came together quickly, but I, I have a hard time believing that, right? Um, part of Cam's game is is the mobility and the fact, as we've talked about many times, the guy's bigger than a lot of defense events, and he will hammer mm-hmm. you. Um, he's quick mm-hmm. enough to get around you, and he will hammer you. So if he's right, and if you can build this unconventional offense around him, 
you go from a team that was really buttoned up, right, and focused on the personnel groups and and the basics and only let Brady let it rip a few times a game, right, and just relied on their defense to an offense that can really attack you different ways in an unconventional keep-away way. And he's it's always been a copycat league, and the Ravens just went 14-2 and two doing so- something similar, right? Um, all of a sudden, if, and it's still an if, he's healthy because it's been two years where he has not been. Um, man, like, this is interesting because... AFC it, Championship game is going to be great. Yeah. It's going to be Mahomes versus Cam. I love it. I love it. You're either going to have Cam... I think New England's an AFC Championship game because I think he's got to be healthy because what you it's been two years and, and he had the, the shoulder. We remember the game he had in Cleveland that yeah. he, we knew like you just watched him and it was like watching a wounded dog. It was sad. Yes. A, it was sad. It was sad. I would think after two years and for Belichick to finally pull the trigger that he's going to be healthy enough and Belichick. And here's the thing. Um, and I was already messing with my Steeler friends about that this this morning, and they already are pissed and hate me, which that's a good way to start the 4th of July week in my mind. Um, <laughs> they can run the football already, correct, Zach? Yes. They've got running in. They have an offensive coordinator that somehow won a playoff game with Tim Tebow. And they're yes. not going to go back and run that Tim Tebow offense because despite how we talk about Cam, is, he, is Cam, is Cam going to complete ever in his life 65% of his passes? No, no, that's not that's not his game. But I think we have to do something different when it comes to quarterbacks. And I was thinking about this before um, Cam Newton signed with New England. It has become so traditional list for us as people, all of us, to grade quarterbacks off of you know pass percentage, touchdown interceptions, which is fine. I can go along with that. But at some point in time, and I thought what, what they did in Baltimore last year kind of proves this. We got to stop putting every quarterback in the same, in rating them the same way. You got, at some point in time, we got to find the proficiency of how a guy moves the chains, the proficiency of how a guy gets his team to score. Sure. And so what, so be it if it's running, so be it if it's play action, so be it if it's a rollout quarterback. I think all of us have been so ordained to think you're a good quarterback if you can drop do a five step drop and throw a 10-yard out, right? Or if you can do a 13-yard hook. I think we have to get to the point of the proficiency of a quarterback is to get winner. And when Cam Newton has been healthy, whether you like what happened with him in Auburn, whether you like that he dresses like your aunt, any of that (laughs) other stuff, he's... (laughs) The dude is dressed funky. He got seven kids or six kids. I don't want to say that wrong. He just gave that out. I would be scared out of my mind. I, I was, I'm going to tell you something crazy. Before last night, I was going to say I thought the Miami Dolphins were going to be my my, uh, my my pick for the AFC East North, or East, rather. I just thought the Dolphins put together a good team. I like how this guy coaches. I just think Cam, Cam Newton's a winner, man. And when you put him in an offense, and look, Bill will find tight ends. I know he doesn't have Gronk anymore. They didn't throw the ball down the middle of the field at all last year. But they're going to run the football. They're going to run the hell out of it. they got a top-five defense. The AFC East is still very much the AFC East. Um, now, here's the question. Because remember we talked way back after the draft about how I love how the AFC West said to hell with defense and everybody's just, like, trying to score 50. Mm-hmm. That division is going to be great. And, you know, that, that division is going to go back to, like, 1980 in the Air Coriel where everybody's just going to try to score 45. And that's what you got to do against Mahomes. But now think of the final four in the AFC. And Browns fans, don't get mad. But just think you could have Kansas City, Baltimore, New England. You get you pick the fourth team. I don't care. You tell me the fourth team. Yeah. Uh, it could be Pittsburgh. Could be Cleveland. I don't think Cleveland's in the top four yet. Um, could be the Raiders. I don't know who that fourth team will be. But you're telling me that suddenly we don't have like, – you could have an AFC championship game – of unbelievable proportions. If you think, if Cam Newton is Cam Newton, remember, he's a former MVP. And I will say this, for everybody that puts him down for his running game, I will continue saying this because no one remembers. He threw for the most yards for a rookie quarterback in NFL history his rookie season, beating out Peyton Manning. I think it was almost, what, 45, almost five. It was close to 45, 46. Um, 
I just think this is the perfect combination because, and here's the other thing, no matter if you're Cam Newton or if you're Zach Jackson, if you're getting coached by Bill Belichick in 2020, you're going to respect the shit out of everything he says, and you're going to do everything the way he wants you to. Cam has never been a problem for coaches. Um, I just think this is, and it's the perfect, it's the perfect storm for him. Hey, and if he wins, if he wins, then he can sign a huge contract afterwards and stay there. It's, it's, it's Cam's chance. You're right to make some money and show that he's back. Show that it was just the injuries, and that he still got it. And we, and we don't know because the big guys break down first, and he's a huge human being, right? And he is 31. Um, It's Belichick's chance to prove he can win without Brady, and he's going to be motivated as hell for that. And it's Josh McDaniels who got wined and dined by his hometown team and thought that he was going to come back here and got scorned. And we know that not everybody's going to hire Josh McDaniels, right? And we know that when he does get his next chance, it's his last chance. So here's his chance to F you the Browns and F you the Broncos and F you a lot of other people and say, Mm -hmm. give me this guy. Let me show you that I can be on the cutting edge. We got stale. And, and that happens, right? It happens. Right. Let me show you that we're not and that I that I can do this, that I can take a guy who has an ego in camp. <laughs> Jesus, I'm still laughing about he dresses like your aunt because he does dress he does. like my aunt. <laughs> right. But you know what? But you know what, though? But see, I even hate, I even hate though, that he, like, what, quarter, what top five quarterback doesn't have that? They all got <laughs> ego. No, I know, I know, I know that. Why did Tom Brady leave New England? To show that he could still do, to to fuck you, to Bill Belichick, yes. Ego. (laughs) Ego, like ego. ego. Right, no, I know, I know. (laughs) Um, Here's the other thing off off this part of the conversation that I'm really keeping my eye on, Dre, and this is not just for the NFL. You know, all this time away in shortened seasons, I mean, these guys all put a lot of miles LeBron is a freak of freak of freak of freaks. Guys' bodies break down. Guys get tired. Guys get minor injuries that turn into major injuries or nagging things that change careers. And usually once they start, they don't stop. So not just in Cam Newton, but in NBA players, maybe in some older baseball players. Overall timing, chemistry, execution, it's going to be tough. There's going to be some ugliness when these sports come back. But over the course of these seasons and maybe into next year, I'm super curious to see how many guys who are on the backside of that prime are rejuvenated by this and benefit from it and either extend a career or end up having one more exceptional year when a lot of us sitting here at our computers thought that that was passed. I don't think – I think I think Cam is an outliner in, in what you're saying. Um I just think 31 is not that old. I know he played nine years, and he took. And, and I mean, think about what it took to finally stop him from playing. It didn't take one injury; it took like four. <laughs> like, you're right. There are going to be some guys. There are going to be some guys that we're looking at that are done that we think are done. Yeah. Um. I just. I think mean, Cam. Cam is a, is, is a is a one percenter of the one percenters, right? Like when you like if, if any. If oh, he any sport, he was at his peak. There is zero doubt about that. Freak of freaks. But I but I think even with that, if he mentally can play the game, like they're not going to make the game hard for him, Zach. The game's not going to be. It's going to be a two read, quick. Do what you do. Don't take hits. We're not going to let you take hits. You're going to have to hand off to our running backs. Yeah. We're not going to make you jump over the pile at the one yard line, eighteen times a year, twenty times a year, like they did in Carolina. We're going to throw it to a running back, or you're going to hand it off to a running back. We're not going to make you run into the into the middle of a defense in a, in the defense in September or October like they did in Carolina. We've got players that can do that. Cam, we need you to win in February, right? Like Phil Belichick is not going to put him in harm's danger like that. And if he is, he'll just put Brian Hoyer in the game if he can't play that way. Well, we're going to see. Changes. We're going to see Bubs Edelman make some cameos back at quarterback and run some option shit because that's going to be a part of their base offense, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you're going right. to see some three tight end formations where it's Cam and a running back, and it's going to be some straight options. And you're right; he's 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 going to be coached to to make safer decisions. But I think a part of this is the fact that he's going to have to pull the ball out of the running back's belly and get around and make a play, right? And, and he's going to get out and turn these no name tight ends into guys that catch twelve touchdowns because he's going to draw the defense to him, right? And it's going to be. Right. Right. Going to be super interesting because well, you're right. The AFC East ahead. is the AFC East, but I would think you would for the incredible dominance and, and talk, modern era dominance. 
that the Patriots in the AFC East has, has certainly not been done in the NFL, and it's rarely been replicated in the other sports, and when it has, it hasn't lasted that long. But you look at the Bills were in the playoffs and should have won a playoff game. Yeah. Josh Allen is not perfect, but they've built around him. They've done a real nice job mm-hmm. building that roster. Uh, you know, the Jets got delayed last year because Darnold basically had a lost season at age 22. We'll see what happens there. Yeah. I think they they have They're new better. people in charge. Now that you say that, now that you say that, the East is better than I give it. I think yeah. Miami's really good too. Go ahead. Yeah, no, and my in Miami was willing to see their rebuild through, right? And they still right. might be a right. year away, but. They they went out and spent this off season like we're we are not going to get pushed around we are not going to be the laughing stock so you know we'll see what happens with Fitzpatrick well, who can throw for four hundred on anybody or throw for five picks against anybody and until <laughs> two oh, is ready. What about my boy, but what about my boy? You don't think my boy is going to play quarterback early on? I, I mean, I don't. From you Alabama? know, he we don't know where he is health wise, and he hasn't been in his new yeah. facility yet. It's going to be very difficult. So. Damn. That's a great point. That's you a know? great point. Looking way ahead, way, way ahead, into January. Could you imagine New England versus KC in New England or KC and it's snowing sideways? Yeah. And you telling me Belichick doesn't look like a genius suddenly if if, if Mahomes can't throw for 400 yards right. and you got one side of old school football with Cam and the Patriots running the football, playing good defense, trying to win the clock and keep right. the ball out of Mahomes' hand next to Mahomes going up and down the field. Look, I don't do commercials for the NFL, but that's a pretty easy sell, right? And it, it comes out that, that Belichick used the quarantine to secretly install security cameras around Pat Mahomes' house, and he's been watching him on Zoom this whole time. <laughs> 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 he's been tracking his pizza <laughs> orders. He tells Cam, don't be coming to our games dressed like Aunt T. Vivian, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I got I, speaking of zoom calls I got to be on one in seven minutes so um, guys it's it is the last couple of days of June we thank you for sticking with us in this time um, we do got a couple I, I'm supposed to go on vacation as I made mention of I don't know whether that's going to happen or not so when the next couple podcasts are or aren't we don't know but uh, we look forward to Dre getting back to work. We look forward to inching closer to some mainstream sports here in America, and we'll just see. I mean, all the answers last week from the NFL, who met with the owners and coaches, from Kevin Stefanski's Zoom call, from the fallout from the Hall of Fame game, which was inevitable, it's it's we don't know. It's Everything's on schedule for now, but we don't know. Um, the sad headline of the weekend um, is a rookie receiver from – Youngstown State was going to get a shot with the Cardinals, got an OVI after driving his car into Lake Erie at Putin Bay. If you're a longtime listener to this podcast, we've been telling you for a long time that two things are undefeated, and we stand by those two things. But if you look at pictures now and you go back over the years, Putin Bay, Dre, is pretty freaking close to being that third thing that's undefeated. Well, Putin Bay's got two of the things that are undefeated in life, usually. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All the pictures I saw from Putin Bay this weekend, I saw a bunch of older people saying, F it, get in the water. And you know they had the other thing there. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So them two rules, they're, they're pretty steady, people. They're pretty steady. That was the hardest one for me. Our world is still the hardest news story for me. I, what that dude did, and God bless him, I'm not mad at him. I'm, I'm mad at him because it's a stupid mistake and it's dumb. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, as we both know, um, in, July, in late June, early July, uh, for since the NFL ever started, there's always a couple of knuckleheads that do knucklehead things in the NFL. That's right. Uh, and unfortunately, it's one that went to Youngstown State and the kid that uh, I wanted to see have a chance. And when you're at the – here's the story for him. And this is pretty simple, and I know Youngstown State football is big to you. Um, when we talk to kids, a guy like that only has so many opportunities to make an NFL roster. He's That's on a right. team with two of the best receivers in NFL – uh, the history of the NFL. Don't don't cut your legs out from underneath yourself before you even get an opportunity. It is a sad story because the kid was it was going to be tough for the kid to make the team anyway. And now, yeah, unfortunately, until he scores a couple NFL touchdowns, that's going to be his story. No, I can't imagine that he's even on the roster by the end of the week because because you, if right. you're the Cardinals, you just you just can't do that shit. You just cannot get right. woken up on Sunday morning to the news that one of the bottom ten guys on your ninety man roster is in Putin Bay doing that shit. Right. Exactly. No, he's not. He's in exactly. Lake Erie. I mean, you just, you just can't do that. And, and, and listen, he's like, he's where? 
Oh, shit. <laughs> What'd you guys talk about on the podcast? Dressing like somebody's aunt and driving your fucking car in the Lake Erie. In the Lake Erie? <laughs> hey, it make, you know what? I'll say this. It makes the podcast feel like we're back to normal. <laughs> it does. It, it kind of does. Like, we took 15 seconds before we went, and I said, let's save this for next time, and let's talk about this and this. Go. Right? It does feel right, right. kind of like normal. Right, it does. Then the next one will be good, because we got great stories for the next one. All and right, I'm so listen, um, take Dre's advice and don't wait to get to American Fireworks or get to AmericanFireworks.com. You can order online and go pick it up. Uh, you can order online and they ship it, or there. I'm sure there's extended hours. I don't know if you saw them. I, I guess yeah. I should have checked that. 9 a.m. 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. If you're worried about masks or dis- distancing, everyone there has masks. Even though they tell people to come in, you have to wear masks. They said they had a couple right-wing crazies that, that were mad about it, but when they realized they couldn't buy fireworks really anywhere else in Ohio that's worthwhile they put the mask on uh, and went in they're, they're family people they're good people they'll take care of you um, American fireworks Republicans buy sneakers too <laughs> 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 you gotta stop man <laughs> oh shit I can't take it no more Republicans buy fireworks too we all buy fireworks um, and don't hurt yourself don't find someone to blow them off for what? you uh, that's part. So, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to close with this. When I tell you guys that most of your memes and your GIF reactions on Twitter aren't funny, I'm not telling you that for me. I'm telling you that for you because they're not funny. <laughs> However, the other day I was up super early for whatever reason, and I was waiting on – I was finishing something for work and then waiting on something back. And I was strolling whatever website it was, and I found this meme of Smokey the Bear – and it said, Kid, never let your kids around fireworks. Leave, leave them to your the, the adults that have been drinking all day. And I sent that to Dre. So check his Instagram this weekend for updates <laughs> from the uh, from the Wadsworth Fireworks show. And uh, thank you guys for listening. And like I said, I, I don't know exactly what's going to happen uh, with my vacation or when we'll have the next podcast, but we'll have it soon. We thank you guys for all your support, and we look forward to having some laughs with you again real soon. Konnichiwa, Carolina. Incoming to, to New England, into Boston, a place that's not Spit it out. Come on. It's anti-vid to come in and win another Super Bowl. Talk to you guys later. <laughs>